Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual, Rachel Ann Rainwater. How are you, old friend? Man, I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm so happy that you um, that we finally got you on here. Yeah, me too. I've been like itching. I'm like, when's he going to invite me on? <laughs> Whenever you can fit us in, pencil us in to your busy schedule. So, um, so tell me, tell us about you. Who is Rachel Ann Rainwater? Those are very complex questions, but we'll just stay a little surfacey. Whatever you want to say. All right. So I am a Rockford Indian. <laughs> Native? Native. You can't tell that I was coached. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So no, but I, I was born and raised here in Rockford, Illinois, but I now live in California, so I've transplanted. Nice. What do you do out there? <laughs> All right, so I do music. I play music. I'm in a band. His eyes have fangs. And I do design. I'm a fashion designer, painter, artist. Nice. I, I don't know. That's all right. Just it's... kind of human. Right now in COVID, just a survivor. That's good. <laughs> a survivor of 2020. That's all we're doing is trying to get through. Yeah. I start 2021. Yeah. We're not going to say it's Planet our Planet Earth. Year. It's not our year. It's not. We're just going to let it happen. I keep saying that every year. I know. Like another... Everyone does. 2020, everyone's like, this is it. Yeah. And the light just started flickering. And the flickering. light flickers so you know we're on and the And it's right like, track. whoa, we were just saying. So you're on here to tell us some of your, your tales. Yeah. Where do well, you want to start? I don't know where to start. And I feel like you should pick where we start. Okay. We're going to do, we're going to start with the barn and we're going to work our way to your car accident. Okay. So that's a lot. That's a long distance. That's all right. So we're gonna start in Rockford, okay, where I was born. Well, actually, more like Byron, where I lived. Yeah. So I lived in a. <laughs> I didn't live in the barn. That's but <laughs> good. That's fine. I mean, if you did, that's fine. No one's judging. I you. sort of lived in the barn because I would paint in the barn, and so I would always be out in the barn. And I honestly, at this time, I only knew like. I knew that a several. I had heard that several of the owners had killed themselves on the property. You know, so I'd heard at least two had killed themselves on the property. And I was painting in my barn, and I really don't. I don't have like a crisp, firm memory of my first time of my experience with the barn. But I remember hearing footsteps, 
and I would like run up there and look and see like if someone was on top of the barn. So it's a huge barn. Let me paint the picture. <clears throat> so this is like this farm was built <laughs> in 1863, I believe, somewhere about there. And it was a big, huge red barn. Like there was 12 barns on the property. This was the largest of all the barns on the property. And um, it had a, so hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. That's fine. Because I'm getting distracted. 12 barns. So this property has 12 barns, but this is the largest of the barns. And it's like one that has a silo and there's like this little roof I would like sneak out and like sit on and smoke and then I would like go down underneath and on the bottom part of the barn they used to have a bunch of cows I think and they had all these like weird tubes where they would milk all the cows and horse stalls and then above was like where they would store all the hay and it's huge and red right and if you're up in the house and you're looking out the barn there's only one window in which you could see anything that was like, ha like uh, if there was, had been like a light on or anything like that, and there was the big slider doors, right? Right. And so I would paint in the under part with like the basement, quote unquote, basement of the barn, and I would hear footsteps myself, and I would, I believe that they were real. <laughs> like, uh, sure. I thought they were the ghosts because I had heard that a man had hung himself in the barn, right? So I took one of my edgiest friends out to the barn. And she was like not afraid of anything. And I won't throw her under the bus just in case because I, I know everyone knows everyone. But her name was Jenny, but I won't give you her last name. That's fine. Um, but she, <laughs> I was like, you got to hear, like you can hear, I would hear rope too. Like I would hear a rope hit and you could hear like footprints like. What? Like, and there's a clear difference between animal foot tracks and human foot tracks like yeah. they, they sound completely different totally. like there's a lot of animals out there so you could hear like an animal um but I like took her down there and I was like listen you can hear it like and so we sat there and she heard it and like she heard the footsteps she heard the rope and she ran out the bottom of the barn like up the the yard and she was like this is a total trick like your brothers are up in the barn messing with us like somebody's up there making this happen and I was like there's nobody up in the barn like this is the barn making these noises like you know it's completely haunted and so this was my own beliefs of this and I talked to my dad about I think like five or I'm trying to think in relevance to this time period I think it had been like seven or eight years later about this experience with the barn sure just to tell him, like, I thought the barn was haunted. Like, I don't think I ever really talked to my dad about it. And my dad, who is very, like, I mean, he's a pretty straightforward guy. Like, he, I don't really think he believes in ghosts. Like, he's not going to be like, oh, yeah, that barn was haunted, you know. <laughs> and he was like, actually, that's really funny that you say that because I used to think that he was like, that. I would go out there, the light would be on, it would be nighttime, I'd look out the window, I'd see that little tiny window at the top of the barn, and the light would be on, so I'd like walk out there, it was a pretty big walk, like, and if it's here, you know, it's cold, like you're walking out there in the middle of the night to turn this light off, and then he would come back inside, and then a couple, like an hour later or whatever, he'd look out, and it would be, it would be lit up again, and he thought it was us, like, me or my brothers going out and playing in the barn. And I was like, Dad, I never, like, ever, I don't remember ever going out there at night, especially up above. Like, 
it was definitely creepy. It was a creepy old barn. Like, yeah. And so he said that he got to the point where he just quit walking out there to turn the light on. He would turn it off, turn it on, turn, you know, it would be going back and forth. And then he realized like none of us were going out there. And so he just quit turning the light off. As this light in this room. As the light that we're in. Yeah, <laughs> the room we're in just keeps flickering and flickering. The, the, the nervous energy you feel is because there's a flickering light like, as we talk about this. That's all right. It's part of it. Yeah. It's part of it. We have it on strobe. So, yeah, that's the barn. All right. So, so that story. I mean, what is it? Who knows? Is there a dead old man? Turning on the light. Maybe. It, can you actually hear the rope? Is the rope? Like, what's the noise? Like, it sounds like rope. And there's definitely footprints. Did you know Did you know that before? No. Like, so you, after you heard, because you heard the rope, you knew it was rope before? I knew someone hung themselves. Okay, so and you, I knew it sounded like rope. So I was like, and you definitely hear footprints. So, ugh. So like, it sounds scary. So what is that? I don't know. And it's like a property that's from 1863. Like, so it's, it's seen old, some action. It has seen some action, and someone definitely killed themselves in that barn. So I mean, but I didn't know my dad was also being haunted by the barn. Okay, so that, that's how me, you know it's not just you. That's to me because I was like a teenager, and I always thought I was just maybe like looking, you know, like anything. Yeah. But my friend Jenny freaking out, who was like tough. And wouldn't freak out about stuff. Like, she was pretty well balanced. Like, yeah. she heard it. And she definitely was scared. And she was like, I'm never going to that barn again. And then Gosh. my dad, you know. like, eight years later, and he actually told me, that, which he doesn't remember because I did kind of try to talk to him to, like, dig a little bit into this. Um, but he he told me that he doesn't really remember anything about the barn at this point. Um, you know, he doesn't really have too much recollection. Huh. So... Um, but then the other night I was trying to talk to him about it and he didn't want to talk to me about it at all. And he ran in the opposite direction. So, so he knows, he knows. He oh, was man. like, don't talk about the barn. <laughs> like, okay. He was like, he's spooked. Like, yeah. Ugh. So I was trying to kind of get some more like some backstory. Yeah. Like, well, cause at the, a long time ago he did tell me like, cause I was getting real depressed when we lived there and yeah. he thought like there was like a spirit, like depressing me. Huh. So, uh, but I mean, this is when he told me about the barn light. He told me that story. So it was late. So mm-hmm. it was way later. Yeah. Like Maybe. way after I left, like I took off when they were on vacation. So <laughs> you're like, I'm <laughs> I was like, bye. See you guys. Yeah. Oh man. So the barn. So the barn. So where do we go from the barn? I don't know where we could. The shadow guy running down your hallway. So that that happened in Rockford as well. Okay. So th- that was in Cherry Valley. Okay. And I just found I don't know if I can d- indulge any of this because I don't want to steal anyone's stories, but apparently my brother saw a shadow man too on the same property, and none of neither him or I talked about this before tonight. <laughs> well, and so, let's hear it. Let's dig in, man. What'd you see? So I used to, like, I swore that there was a shadow that would run down the hallway every single night in Cherry Valley in this little house we lived in on Cornflower Road, like, at 8.30 at night. I would be like, every night at 8.30, like, I hated sleeping in my room. I hated being in my room, and I hated going to bed. And I would even go and sleep in the hallway, like, outside my parents' door, because I hated being in that bedroom. And... 
Um, all I know is there was like a shadow person that used to run down the hall at 830 and it just looked like a shadow like running. <laughs> and I know that sounds really weird. But Not then my brother told me that he also saw a shadow running outside this night that there was a robbery at our the home next door, which I clearly remember because he also grabbed my feet from under the bed and like scared the crap out of me. And like I jumped, I remember jolting myself. So to me, that night was terrifying because of him. But to him, that night is terrifying because of the shadow man, <laughs> 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 which is pretty funny. Oh, I'm like, man. oh, if it was only me, yeah, I'm the shadow man. You're the shadow man the whole time. Oh man, something like that. So we've got the shadow man. I know you have so many stories. I have way too many stories. Just unload them. I don't know. Like we we could talk about either well i feel like if we're gonna talk about physical like because if we get into the car accident we should start probably we should go to like sleep paralysis but if we're gonna talk about spooky ghosty stories there's asbury park let's hear about asbury park okay so asbury i think it's asbury Oops. <laughs> like asbury. we could call it asbury asbury all right i'll call it asbury <laughs> but i i really like i should have done some research because i didn't know how many stories we were going to talk about i thought we were going to maybe dig into like one of these stories but if we'll we're going in. if we're we'll going like all of them if we're going to go full throttle into every single story then we should like at least touch base on what happened in As- Ash- As- Asbury. Asbury. I think it's, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what they call it in Jersey, but it's in Jersey. Asbury. Asbury. Everyone, any, anyone from anyone from New Jersey will hate us right mm-hmm. now. They'll be like, "You're saying it wrong." It's Asbury. We know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, New Jersey is pretty creepy. It's, it is so creepy. Yeah. So so creepy. Like I remember, like. Okay, so my husband was playing with TSOL, so he was touring like all over the East Coast at this point, and I just came out to see maybe like five shows, and um, I went to like New York, Philadelphia, New Jersey. New New Jersey was basically right after Halloween night. Was the next show was New Jersey, and that was he was playing the Stone Pony, and we were gonna be staying. It was right on the ocean because the Stone Pony is like, I'm not really clear with the direction. I wasn't driving. I was just in the car and being like, let's stay there. <laughs> Making the bad decisions. Like, look at That's our big, cool hotel. <laughs> Making we the should- bad decisions. <laughs> let's eat at that restaurant and stay right there. And then you play right there. And we're done. then we're done. And so because the way that those guys tour is they just like all, they're very like, they stay in their little compartments. There's four players. They you know, basically stay with their little family, whoever's touring with them. And then you just find your own hotel. You know, nothing's like really arranged. So you can pick which some things were arranged, but some things weren't. This wasn't like it was basically like stay where you want. Um, So we picked this hotel and so we go to the show. Everything's cool. I noticed earlier in the day it was kind of like Boardwalk Empire. I was like, oh, this is like Boardwalk Empire. Like, the whole, you know, it was the only time I've ever been there I, that I can think of. And they have the whole, like, what, you know, you, you're, like, walk out there. They, what is it? It's, like, a beach with, like, a huge, like, walkway that's, yeah. like, wood, like, yeah. next to the boardwalk. ocean. Yeah, boardwalk. boardwalk. That's what's, boardwalk, like, boardwalk empire. Weird. <laughs> weird. So weird. weird. It's the not boardwalk. just a... 
So the and then yeah, and there was this really cool like well to me it looked cool, but it was like this huge. It looked like a pier that went out, and there was this huge building attached to the pier, but you could tell it was all broken windows, like empty. It looked like ancient and very cool. Like where I was taking pictures of mm-hmm. it, I was like, this is so cool. Like oh, what yeah. is this? Like, and the ocean was really creepy. It was a beautiful kind of creepy to me at this time because I hadn't stayed in the hotel yet. <laughs> I was like admiring it for the artistic like creepiness of it. And then we get into the hotel room and we have our little girl with us who I think at the time was like six or seven. And we get in late. We go up, you know, we think nothing of the floor. We're on anything. We're just like go up to bed. It's like I'm really distracted taking care of a kid. And um and I like get into the room we're all settling in and the I like notice that the the little dresser next to the bed just keeps opening up and I like close it and then I like would open up again and then I'd close it and I'm like what is wrong with this thing like it's like rolling out and like kept rolling back at me and then like I'd push it it was like real soft roll it wouldn't like come out hard but it would just be like so I was like kind of investigating it and my daughter was like it keeps rolling open and and so that was like rolling drawer we'll call that like just rolling like, drawer this is like first symptom Some, the, something's not right that here. something's not right in this room and then we're like laying in bed trying to put her to bed and the door handle just kept like jiggling on the door to the room where I thought someone was trying to come into the room so I like like someone was at the wrong room or you know so I went over the door opened up the door looked down the hallway these are like curved hallways first of all they're they're not straight hallways in this hotel it's like a slight slant so like I'm looking out I'm like there's nothing there's nobody out here I go back in close the door the door is not rattling then the door starts rattling like repeatedly up to the point where I was like screw the door like it's just a rattly old door. Right. <laughs> right. It's the wind. It's the wind, right? In the room. Which we'll get to, the wind. Okay? So then... Foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. So this is like symptom number two. Then there was like... Well, first, before we get to the wind, we're going to talk about the party that was going on upstairs. So like there was like a massive party. It sounded like people were just like dancing. Like you could hear like glasses clinking. Like people were like you know, making it like it was like they were eating. Like you could hear like this talking, like it sounded like a crowd of people like at a New Year's. I'm getting chills talking about it. Like there was like people chattering, talking, and like it sounded like just this huge party. Like I thought like New Year's party kind of thing, but it's November 1st. So Halloween just happened and like that was kind of spooky in New York. Um, But it wasn't like this. And but I was like, this is weird, you know, to have a party. Sure. You know, all like this late at night in a hotel where everyone can hear you, you know, like underneath. And so I just really didn't think much of that until the next morning. Um, The next morning, like after really not sleeping very much at all because of the door and the party and everything that was happening, there was like this howling wind that was like really loud like howling like like just where it was like whistling like really like you think this torrential rain like right or a storm or like it's like howling so badly and so we get all of our stuff we're like leaving and the first thing we noticed was that we were on 
there was no way there would have been a party of us because we were on the top floor or I can't, yeah, it was like no parties. And like, then we're going down the elevator, we walk out the front door and there's literally no wind. And we were like, I freaked. I was like, oh my gosh, like there was definitely wind. Like we were hearing, it was so loud. Like it was howling. This is in the morning, like howling, like, and it wasn't howling the night before. Like it was only howling in the morning. And literally I like looked up this, I can't even remember the hotel, but if you look up, Asbury Park or Ashbury Park or whatever it is, Asbury Park. Um, <laughs> you might it's get the only else there. hotel that's right there, and it's right on the boardwalk. And it is the creepiest hotel. It, uh, there's a bunch of like ghost hunters and stuff that go there, and they like it's like legitimately haunted. And it, I guess there was like a psych ward or something. That thing I had been admiring was like an abandoned psych ward. Oh my! So God. like, yeah, I was like, this place. Like, if, this is the one, guys. Like, if you ever want like to not sleep in a hotel and just sit there and freak out because, like, the drawer was the first sign, but like it could be explained away. You know, like everything I kept like explaining away. But then the wind. That was my like. There was no deal. And the party. The, the party, party is so crazy. Like, I, we were, like, hearing glasses clinking and people talking. And, like, like it was uh, – we were sure they were, like, walking around above us. Like, and all three of us heard it. Like, all three of us were just like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was no way there wasn't a party above us. Like, it was really crazy. And the, that was top floor. You were top floor. Yeah. We were either top floor or there was no – like, the floor – me and my husband, we kind of debate on the topic. Like, what we just knew the floor above us was like you couldn't even go to the floor above us if there was a floor above us. I don't think we. I think we're on the top floor, but we kind of debate back and forth on this small detail <laughs> because That's so crazy. I think we even might have asked someone when we were downstairs like about it, and there was like, no, that floor is closed. Something had like we were both like, there's no way there was like a huge party like all night long, so it was pretty crazy. I'm getting tears. Yeah. Like, I still get chills. It was probably the most haunted, like, I ever felt in my entire life. What? So what even drew you to that place? Just random? Well, it was really close to the Stone Pony. Like, literally, if you're at the Stone Pony, it's right across the street. Like, literally, it's, like, diagonal. So I can't remember the name of the hotel. I could tell you, and you could say it later. (laughs) I'll I'll say it in the outro. It was Asbury. But I was like, I don't know which story you want to talk about because there's so many stories. So, okay, I'll ask you the loaded question I ask a lot of people. What do you you think was happening? So that is a good question. To this day, I I mean, could people be crazy enough to haunt a building and then have a party while you're trying to sleep? Bunch of ghost ghost partiers. (laughs) I hope. I hope. I could only hope. Just the afterlife of one <laughs> huge rave at the top of some hotel in New in New oh Jersey. Oh my gosh! Well, the, I always say like if it's a shared experience, it's, it's gotta a, be real. It, I mean, our little girl heard it and saw everything That's and so was like, weird. "Here, wait, hold on." That's it. The Berkeley Oceanfront Hotel. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah. So what's Asbury? That's nothing. No, that's the hotel, but the oh. town, it's in Asbury. That makes sense. <laughs> so, like, you're in Rockford, but you go to a hotel named Holiday Inn. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the explanation. <laughs> I'm like, wait, everything in Rockford's not named Rockford? <laughs> uh, yes, what? Oh, my God. So it's not 
Rockford Culver's? <laughs> Son of a... I know. Everything I've so known I... about Rockford is incorrect. Oh, Every God. single thing. <laughs> so... Let's just end it here. We're just going to Rockford's after this. We're going to Rockford's. <laughs> I'm going to need to go I'm to like, Rockford's. Rockford's bar? You know... You know, the one The in one in Rockford? Rockford? <laughs> Where is it? Oh, my gosh. Oh... So, okay, what do you think? Okay, it's haunted. What does haunted mean to you? Do you think ghosts are real? I mean... What is it, Rachel? I mean, I definitely feel like there is something that is there. Um, What it is, I... I would not even pretend to be cool enough to know. All right. But I mean, I have seen, I've seen things, you know, like I've definitely seen things where you're like, there's some, there is something there, but there is nothing there. And you feel it like right. whatever was in that hotel was not happy. I definitely felt uncomfortable. I wasn't comfortable with the presence of it. You know, like yeah. I wasn't like, ooh, this is so cozy. I love this place. I I'm going to five star review it. You know, I was like, um, this place is creepy. The door is jiggling. Like I would, I mean, where it wasn't like jiggling. It was like someone was going, Trying like messing in. with it. Like That's I thought weird. someone was messing with our door. And so I was checking it out like as a, like, I will beat you with a bat. My baby's in here. You know, I was not Mama playing. I was bear. like, my little baby's in the bed and the I will hurt you. And my husband's sleeping because he played the drums. And so we're both like sitting there like two little girls like, you know, I'm like six right there. <laughs> You're also six. But I have a bat. <laughs> but you have a bat that you no. bring with you to hotels. Yeah. No, but he definitely heard it too. Like he That's heard the party. Funny. He was he wasn't he he's easier to fall asleep in a haunting than I am. Okay. I That's did good find to that know. <laughs> That's good to know. You're like, you're like he's a great husband, but he will fall asleep in a haunting. Like not even just a scary movie, but like you're in a haunted room. <laughs> okay, girls. He's fine. He's, he's out. fine. He's like mm. good night. He's like, Can you stop moving that door? You're like, No, it's not me. Tell the party, the ghost party to <laughs> yeah. stop. Can you go up there and beat them with your bat? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So ah uh, yeah. So You're sensitive to this stuff. I am sensitive to this stuff. Like well the thing about the if we go back to the barn, like I was playful. I was never scared in the barn. Right. Like, I was never, I mean, it was creepy. I didn't want to go hang out out there at night. I definitely was like, that's creepy. But I was playful about it and like definitely was not, like I wasn't being like, oh, this is scary. Like I thought it was funny. Like yeah. I was like, a man killed himself there and now I can hear it. Now like I, I was it. just very matter of fact. My friend was terrified where I was like, what are you scared of? It's just a ghost. But your dad thought it caused depression. <laughs> my dad thought it caused depression, and my dad was scared of it. Like, hmm. he quit messing with it. Like, he was bantering. You know, he was like, it's bantering with me. It's turning itself on, and I'm turning it off, and then it's turning itself on, and I'm done with it. I'm not playing that game. I'm quit p- turning the light off. Like, Jeez. where I was just like, oh, well, that's silly, you know? That's silly. <laughs> you know? It's just a man hanging It's just a there. man hanging himself. He's fine. And we can hear it in this life, but it happened in another whatever in 1872 but definitely when it got to that place like i was creeped and i think it was because i was a mother too and so you have a little kid that's scared and you're like starting to feel like kind of protective and you don't want your kid to be scared yeah but you have no explanations and you're like i don't know why the door that's happening or that's happening no yeah you get And then definitely the wind we were all just like there's no like it was clearly roaring and then we walk out and there's just nothing 
So oh, and did the people like not the- even like like a breeze that day? Like where I would could have been like, well, that explains it. There's just the breeze There's is no probably like higher. Yeah, like up there, it just sounds loud. No, there was like no breeze. Like it was just dead air. Like we yes. were all like this is and it was all sunny and we're just like, okay, that's weird. You just came up with a good horror movie name. What it was dead that? air. Dead air. Oh boy. Um, it's at a hotel. At a hotel in Rockford. In Rockford, the Rockford Hotel. At the Rockford. In at Rockford. the Rockford at Rockford. Um, yeah. So I mean, obviously you're sensitive to this stuff. You know, you've kind of like throughout said like, you know, I felt fine here, but like that house, you were like, this is I don't want to be here. Yeah. The room, obviously, you can't sleep. Yeah, I wasn't. I was not comfortable yeah. at all in that hotel room. I was and, just like. I mean, to the point where I was Googling it as we left, like, where do we just, I mean, at that point I got on my phone and was like, looked up the hotel name and was like, has anyone else, you know, I just think I just Googled it and was like haunted because I just, and it was totally like it confirmed I had to be haunted. Like there was no way. And then just to see that other people like, and that ghost hunters go there, I was like, okay. And I said, like, yeah, I was like, all right, that's, that confirms it. I didn't I stopped my research there though I'm not like one to like you figured it out yeah I was like okay I told it that was totally a haunted situation and I'm never going back to stay there oh man so where do you go from here so I mean we could go to sleep paralysis yeah let's talk about you know I what I don't know it, I mean it's not really a haunting no that's I mean, okay it, sleep paralysis we haven't had we've had a few people mention it but we haven't really had anybody that's had it like go go into it okay so let's talk about your sleep paralysis so i feel like i it's a really hard thing to try to explain Mm -hmm. because and it's almost like if you talk to my husband he's going to tell you a different thing about it than i'm going to tell you about it because i'm in it and he's the one who witnesses it which is like two different perceptions of the same situation but it's happened to me to a degree and it started happening okay so I had a spine fusion and um, it was after I think like my daughter was one and a half years old and I had had a few dreams that felt real like where because there's like night terrors and I feel like night terrors can like lead into sleep paralysis like I feel like they're kind of symptoms of this could turn into this to me at least just if I look at my history line yeah um and so I had a few dreams. It's like where the dream chases you out. Like you're like, like this one time this guy was like chasing me in my dream. I was hiding behind a tire. It was this big black. He was like, he was like a demon. Like we'll call him a demon because okay. he looked like a demon. He was, he was not human, but he was in human form. And he was like gooey. Like he moved. He had like, he was like hairy, but like not hairy. Like his limbs were like, you know, limber. And he was like chasing me through this garage, like a car garage. And I was like running, ducking behind like all these cars and like crouched down behind this wheel. And he was like, he like grabbed, he like ran his arm around the car and like this huge nail like came at me and I like, it like scratched me and I like jumped up and I held my arm like, and I was awake, right? At this point, now I'm awake and I feel like he's still in the room with me. And I was like, and that's kind of like the feeling of a night terror. Like, where you're like so like it's it's like chasing you out of your sleep yeah. basically like you wake up and it's still there like 
Um, that's the closest I can explain to like what sleep paralysis feels like is a little bit more deep, but it's like, we'll start there. So I've had a few of those situations where the dream kind of like chased me out uh, into reality where I'm sitting in like a, a room awake and I feel like my dream is still occurring. And I'm like looking around, like it's still here. Like that guy was still in my room. Like I was like, and I felt like there was a cut on my arm. My arm still hurt. Like it's like that where you still feel the sensation of your dream, but you're awake now, yeah. right? So sleep paralysis started happening to me. I would say like the first time I remember it was after my fusion. And I didn't really think anything of it except for because I was in a lot of pain and I have a metal plate like that they put into my back. And so I was like, couldn't it was just a really long recovery and just a real painful recovery and they had me on a lot of medication and I was under like I was supposed to be under six hours but I was under eight like something happened we me and my husband both think something happened when they put me under and were operating that like created this whole situation I'm letting here let's take a break (laughs) (laughs) time for a break sorry hold on let's take a sip okay Let's talk about your sleep paralysis. Okay, let's talk about sleep paralysis. Although I feel like I already gave a lot. Yeah, of you gave a lot of. You were you were right there. And with I don't know it. if I'm gonna go back all through that. So let me. Don't go, go back through it. We're gonna go to we skip go over to, the night terrors. We should go right straight to fusion, right? Like, because I was telling you about my fusion. Yeah, you had your spine fusion. Okay, so I had my spine fusion, and I had my first that I remember where I was like awakened into paralysis. And like scared awake from a dream that felt like it was chasing, like the whole thing was like this like real heavy pressure on my chest, like like someone was suffocating me. Like I woke up and I felt like, like it was, I remember seeing, we had a fan in our bedroom on the ceiling, right? And I could see the fan and it was coming at my face like really fast, like in a downward motion, like the blades were like, getting closer and closer and closer and as every time the blades would get closer to my face I the pressure would feel heavier and heavier on my chest and I would be like breathe 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 right like if I don't breathe I'm gonna die oh sure like, that's the feeling is like if you don't breathe you're gonna die and so I'd be like trying to move my arms I just remember laying there being like I'm gonna try to move my arms up to my chest to grab my chest to be like grasp of breath and I realized I couldn't lift my arms my arms are like a million pounds and I'm like like trying to like it's like you're it's like an elephant's like sitting on your arms and you're like pulling and pulling your arm and you're like trying to lift your arm up and you can't do it and so I was like struggling and struggling and it felt like I was struggling for like 20 minutes like it felt like it went on forever like where I'm stuck in this place where this I'm seeing the fan like coming down at my face. I'm trying to lift my arms up and I feel like I'm suffocating. And then finally, like I got my arm to move and it like hits my chest. And then I like reach over and hit my husband and was like, help, like literally like help me like yelling. Oh my gosh, I get chills. But he's like, jumps up. He's like, what, what, like, what is it? And I'm like, I, I'm stuck. Like I can't, I can't move my body. And he's like, you're moving now. And I was like, but I wasn't moving like a minute ago. <laughs> like I've been trying to like move for what felt like 20 minutes and I couldn't move. Like, and I was somewhere between my scary dream that woke me up and 
trying to get my arm to move to my chest and then trying to like reach over and hit you and be like, hey, I need help. I'm like dying, <laughs> you know, like I can't breathe. Jeez. And so that is the best explanation that I can explain of sleep paralysis. And then what happened was it became this whole thing. Like literally I would have it every other night, like clockwork. And it got to the degree where like he, if he felt me hit, even touch him, he would jump up and try to get me up. He'd be like, cause he realized like if I fell right back asleep, like say I didn't stand up and like walk around the room, I would go right back into sleep paralysis. So it would like, I would have to get up, like eat food, and then like he would have to talk to me. We'd have to turn the light on. Like I'd have to get myself all the way awake or I would just slip right back into the same state. And like it was so tormentous. It happened for like, it's probably happened for years. I'm going to say like six years. Um, Yeah, like in the last two years, it's gotten way better. I probably only get it like once a month, once every three months. Sometimes I'll go like, three months with only getting one so it's been progressively better but there was like a really terrible season where it was like where I just literally stopped waking him up like I'd be like okay you're in it like you woke up you're asleep I I actually googled don't ever I mean maybe you want to google it because it's pretty interesting but there's people who film their spouses (laughs) when they're stuck in sleep paralysis there's this lady who was like talking and I saw it when I saw it I was like okay it's scientific like your body is asleep right you're like in REM and this is what I think I think it's very like it could be spiritual but it could be scientific I think as well I feel like it could be I woke up because I was scared but my body was still in REM and so I can't move my body because my body is in a paralyzed state of REM. But your mind is but awake. But my mind is awake. And while you're in between, and the reason you feel like you're suffocating to me, because I've heard other people's, like I always love when people talk about it because it, to me it's really real and it happens to me all the time. Yeah. But there's like people who see black figures. I have seen black figures. Like while I've you're seen, in sleep paralysis? Yeah, like I've seen people open up the door and run at me like, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I'm like trying to like pull myself out of it before it gets to me. But most of the time it's like uh, something in the room, like, you know, like that I'm seeing and it's just really heightened. Like I can't even explain it. It's like the fan, like that one's the easiest because right. it's simple, it's it's like on the ceiling, it's definitely spinning, but at me, it's in my face. <laughs> like, and it's like, you know, like, and Jeez. I'm backing away, you know. Um, but I have seen like figures, but I haven't ever, like, I didn't have like a haunting in them. Like, yeah. it's literally like, I have to get myself out of this and breathe. But I think the not breathing thing is also something we do when we're on REM. It just slows it down. You actually like go into like a resting state. So if you're awake and you feel your body doing that, it feels like you're suffocating. Oh my god! Which is why you think I'm gonna die. I can't breathe. But you're actually just feeling yourself in like this like weird resting place. You know that is to me completely can be explained by science. Yeah. Um, What part do you feel is spiritual? I feel like the dreams themselves feel spiritual because they're very, like, even that guy, like, that one's early. The other one that I had before sleep paralysis that I really vividly remember was, like, this lady, like, I had, like, was staying, I don't know, this is kind of an embarrassing story, but I had been drinking all the time, right? And 
Um, because in real I, life or your In dream? real life. Okay. And I had gone through a terrible breakup. All right, I'll bear it all. Um, and so I started drinking because I had a cyst on my ovary, but I didn't have any insurance and they wouldn't give me any pain meds. So I just started drinking like constantly to kill the pain. Then they took away the ovary or the cyst and then I was like having handshakes. So I went to a therapy place to like get off like all alcohol. I was like, I'm going to get sober. Like, I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't want to have handshakes because I didn't have a sip of alcohol today. Right. (laughs) Like... And um, I actually went to it in Chicago and I woke up in this room and this girl that I was sharing a room with, like in my dream, she was chasing me like with this thing. And in real life, she didn't like me like, but in my dream, she was like attacking me. And when I woke up, she was in the room sleeping, but I thought she was chasing me. So it was like one of those like she for sure didn't like me. But in my dream, she was like attacking me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it felt really spiritual, like Hmm. the whole experience. Like and at this time. It was really, it was like a really, to me, I would have been like, that was 100% spiritual. Like, Hmm. whatever the situation, like, it felt like I believed at the time it was spiritual. And so then when it progressed into night terrors, my first response was it was spiritual. Like, I was like, this is like a spiritual, like, kind of attack on me, like, on my body. Something happened when I was, like, under that, you know you know, maybe I died or I don't know what happened. Like, I don't remember. I was asleep. They were doing some, you know, they were doing a spine fusion, which they go through your stomach and they go through your back. So they had made me sign paperwork. Like we're going around your aorta. Like, I think it's called the aorta. It's like a long vein that they were like, made me sign that if I died, like, you know, it's not their fault. It's not their fault because they're going next to this vein. And I was like crying, like, I don't want you to go around that vein. Like, just <laughs> go through my back. They told me they were going to only go through my back, and they made that decision the day before oh. from a different surgery that maybe didn't go right. So um, they, it was like something happened. I don't know what happened. But then to, like, wake up into life where you're, like, constantly waking up in a night terror, and then my husband being tormented as well because every night you have a person sleeping in your bed that's, like, being tormented sure. by, like, waking up in their sleep when they're in REM, which is what I believe of it now. But if you would have asked me that, I would have been like, I'm being totally attacked, like in my sleep. Like, but then it goes on for years and then you're like not even waking people up anymore. And you're just like, oh, I'm in night terror. Oh, Oh, if I got to go to the fridge, like get some food, wake myself up. Like I don't want to fall asleep again until it's gone. You know, it sounds horrible. So that's my night terror experience where I do know people have way cooler, like ghostier ones where like they're like chased around their room by like black, you know, all black shadow characters, you know, yeah. and I've only seen maybe one, one was in my night terror and one was in the sleep paralysis night terror, but not a residual, like, like it's not something I would say, yeah, every single one's the same. They're all different. It's always a different dream and it's always a different way that you like wake up like it's yeah. never the same experience but right. you always know that like I could almost tell I was gonna have one than when I was falling asleep at night like I could feel it like like I could feel that it was gonna happen so I'd be like all right don't go to sleep yet like it's gonna happen well, so yeah but yeah. night terrors night terrors <laughs> jeez and sleep paralysis and sleep paralysis double well I feel like they go I, I would be curious to know if anyone has had them without night terrors like that's my question. Sleep paralysis without night yeah. terrors. 
I know my wife has had sleep paralysis. She had sleep paralysis in her dream. She was like in a dream within a dream. Well, it feels like you're in a dream within a dream. Yeah. But then like, when you realize you're awake. Yeah. Is Well, hers was hers was like she was at our house you... and she fell asleep. And in her dream, she was sleeping at like her old house, at her parents' okay. house. And she was like couldn't move. She woke up in that. And then she woke up from that. And then she woke up for real. So wow. sleep paralysis, yeah. So I can So she was a paralyzed, but she was actually just sleeping. Yeah. So yeah. She was like had sleep paralysis in a dream. Yeah. That's so weird. oh wait, I was just, telling you. Yeah. So the video is this guy standing over his wife who is like completely pinned down. You can tell she's like laying like like but her in her mouth, like she can't even move her mouth, but she's talking. Like she's like, Help. Like, oh. but her mouth isn't even moving. And he's filming that? And he filmed it and put it on freaking YouTube. I doubt they're still together. <laughs> she did not look pretty. <laughs> no, it had to be like, they probably were like, let's film this because this is crazy. Yeah, but so my crazy. husband's never actually like seen me a... until I'm slapping him going, help. <laughs> like, because oh. I would just smack him. Because like, he also can sleep through a haunting. And he's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. He's like, what the heck? Yeah. He can sleep through a haunting and he can sleep through having sleep paralysis. So he's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows he's not filming you. Oh, that's amazing. And he's going to laugh really hard at me. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. So. So. Your, mm, what? I don't know. Your accident? So we want to go. Okay, we'll end on this because this has yeah. been a lot of stories. Yeah, it's right? a lot of stories. And I feel like I've taken a lot of time. You're like, you're like trying to hide that you're yawning. No. <laughs> I've all been up since like 5 a.m. <laughs> I got you. No, you don't. So, I'm not bored. I like this. <laughs> You're like, I'm tired old manning. Quiet. You're older <laughs> than I am. Okay. So anyway, back to what we were talking back about. Back to what we were talking about. Thanks for doing that on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> let's reel it back in for a sec and talk about the accident because you said that's where all the... I mean, all I will the- say it is my creepiest slash scariest slash most awakening and i don't know how i survived it but I, I, we've been so light it's really hard to go dark like because all these other ones are creepy but this one's like i'm ready for this one this one's pretty gut-wrenching like if we're gonna be all if we're gonna be honest okay so like it's a hard story to talk about oh okay like, well it's up to you like i'm like hold on i gotta get some tea we got all our wiggles out so um all right, so I'm not even sure how many years ago now because it's 2020 and I have been in a permafog from being vaped to death <laughs> after surviving. Just 2020. I is... might have just got coronavirus through a vapor. Oh boy, Corona- <laughs> 2020 is like the longest year of everyone's life. Yeah, 2020 is. But it's 12 just months really that feels like for six everybody years. else is like God 2020, and I'm just like oh, it's another day. <laughs> This in my it. life. This is fine. You're like, <laughs> this is fine. What, come on. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Anything? Yeah, this is fine. This is easy. This is easy. We, we've got this. But like, okay, so like, 2014 was like my 2020, my real 2020. Okay. <laughs> and like, I think it was 2014. And I was driving home. So we were recording. We were recording. We were finishing our, I think it was our EP at the time. Or no, maybe it was our full length. Um, I don't know. I think the song actually we never even finished after this because I... I was like, <laughs> we didn't, I didn't want to go back to that. Like, I think we were just doing an electric version of an acoustic song that we did. And then I was there super late at the studio. It was like 11. 
I get in my little, I have my little girl with me and my husband, he's in my band with me. So he plays the drums, I sing. And then our guitar player has a studio and, or our guitar player at the time, we have a different guitar player now, but at the time he had the studio and his place is like maybe 15 minutes from where I live, straight shot, like down this one street in Huntington Beach, California. Um, so you drive down, it's called Adams and <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting all choked up already. And Aww. we just only started like five minutes in. Um, so I'm driving down the street and my husband's in front of me in a car and I've got our little girl in, on my car and we're just driving. I'm following him. I'm thinking I haven't really talked to her today. Right. So I say something to her like, how is your day? Like, Real simple, right? But like, I yeah. guess as I say, and I mean, I'm telling you, this part of the story is going to be from my daughter's perspective and what she told me because I don't really remember what happened at this point. Like, all I know is I'm following my husband. We're going through a traffic light. It's 100% green. Like, I've got my little girl in the car. I say something to her about how was your day. As soon as I say day, this car comes like whoosh through my, my, it comes, hits me smack dab like in uh t-bones me right on my side of the car and she always liked to be on the opposite like backside because mm -hmm. she liked to be able to talk to me so sure. she didn't want to ride behind me which on this night is a miracle because if she had been behind me she would have been smashed too and luckily i was the only person smashed in the car so she we went spinning she told me we like spun and then we like hit a light pole and my husband realized that he told me that he realized like that the head like my headlights flung and he saw this car go through and like he realized that it was us that just had been hit so he like pulls over he like goes running back to the car and pulls our little girl out of the car and he finds me there like unconscious and I'm just like trapped in the car and he's trying to pull me out of all the window like he tries pulling through my window trying to like oh all the windows are shattered every window is shattered in my car and he's trying to pull like me out through the car he's trying to undo my seatbelt he's trying to wake me up he's like yelling baby baby like trying to get me to wake up and I wasn't waking up but meanwhile this is where we start our story <laughs> because this in, in my mind I'm talking to my little girl and all of a sudden I'm having this really crazy dream that I think is a dream you know like well I don't know at the time if I thought it was a dream I just remember I so there's part of it that I can't tell you because I literally was in this place and I remember as my husband did finally get me to wake back up I was telling myself to remember this part of the dream right like I was like don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, like where I was, like this one part. But I do remember this, I what I considered the boring part, which later I kind of was like, this is not, it's not boring. Right. It's like a totally different thing that happened, but it wasn't the cool part that I was trying to remember. Um, I was at like total peace. Um, I was in this completely black place, like, I mean, pitch black, like, but I wasn't scared and I was like, really just like looking around and seeing these there was two people straight in front of me and I didn't see people though like I knew they were people and they had these like little tiny dots of gold like 
all around real close. It looked like magnetic fields, if that makes any sense. Like, okay. Um, so the it was like real dense around their figure. And then as it like went away from their figure, it got like real far apart. So the dots were like more spread out. Yeah. And so you could tell they were like standing and they were like talking to each other. And I was like somewhere in front of them. And then there was like, a group of people over here so there's like this whole crowd and they had the same thing around them that's the only way that i knew that they were there was these gold lights that were like real centered around their figures but mm -hmm. like so i couldn't make out like who anybody was i just knew these people are over here and they're like looking at me and then these two people over here that have these little tiny dots are like talking about me and like I knew they were saying something about me and I was like kind of like waiting there and then the next thing I know I'm like being pulled like back out and awake and I'm like in a car and I was at complete peace like I was not like what are they saying like this is scary <laughs> like I was just like super peaceful and the next thing I know my husband's like yelling in my face like baby baby and I'm just like whoa and I smell smoke and I like see shattered glass and I saw that like I like looked down at my legs and I saw that my door had like crushed me into the center council and I was like oh my gosh like I'm in a car like I'm not having a dream like I'm not in a good place how could I be in a good place but I'm in this car like in real life I'm yeah. dying in a car like and I don't even know what happened like I had no idea what had happened i was just real confused like what's going on like he was like you're in a car accident like and then i was like where's shekinah and is she okay and he's like she's on the side of the street like i got her out but i can't get you out and so then i was like trying to like pull my body but like i couldn't get out of the car like i was pinned on both sides like and every time i pulled i could feel like bones crunching and so i was oh. like you know i just was panicked though because i was like smelling fire and i was like i'm in a car that is going to explode and i'm trapped so i was like really panicking i was like i need to get out of this car like and um finally some firemen came and pulled me out and put me on a gurney and like i broke my pelvis it took me um they gave me like six months to walk like there was all i'm gonna kind of skip past some of the unless you want to ask me questions about it i will answer it but I'm going to skip past to when I realized that that part of the dream meant something to me because okay. I, I didn't really like, and I was trying to make myself remember this other part that I really wish I could remember so that we could have that conversation. Like, yeah. Because it was important. Like, I, and I remember telling myself, this is important. Don't forget this. Like, and you can't remember. And I can't remember. And it was like really important. Like where I was like trapped in a car, like dying and going, what was that? Like, remember that. Don't forget that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like you'll remember it someday. My spine fusion doctor told me, because I went back in about the fusion that we were talking about earlier, and he told me when you break your pelvis the way that I broke my pelvis, it's like a pretzel, and it breaks and you bleed to death. He's like, it's like science. Like they teach it to all of us. Like when you break it on both sides and it breaks, it's the biggest bone in your, like it's one of the biggest bones in your, I think it is the biggest bone. He told, whatever he told me, it has so many blood vessels in it. Like when I was in the hospital, my stomach kept getting bigger. Like I looked like I was six months pregnant. <laughs> I was like asking the nurses and they would never tell me, but I guess I slept for like three days. 
I had so much internal bleeding. They didn't expect me to live. They didn't even admit me technically into the hospital until 70, it was three days in. So 74, eight hours, what is that like? Yeah. You know, and um, until I survived my internal bleeding and then they admitted me into the hospital and then I eventually like got to go home and all that. And they, it was this like real, like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been there like at all. Like I shouldn't be alive. And I know wherever I was, like I was definitely like on the cusp, like it wasn't scary and I'm no longer afraid of death after it happened. Like I used to be like, what happens? What's going to happen when I die? And now I'm like, I'm definitely not afraid of it. Like, I'm more afraid to wake up and be like trapped in something or like a car impacting me or like when I'm driving, I get triggered and I'm afraid of like what that would feel like, you know, to my bones, but I'm not afraid of like what's going to happen, if that makes sense. And like, I didn't realize how important it was till I was like back in my house and I was passing this painting that I had and it had this halo, like a gold halo. And And I was like, Oh my gosh, those were freaking halos. Like these paintings that people have been painting for centuries are of halos, but like who saw the first halo and they actually don't, are they're not solid. They're like little tiny dots that are like real close together around the body and then they're like farther apart, like the further away you get, like, you know, like from yeah. the body. And so, but I didn't even realize it was a halo or like, it was had been like weeks and I'd like had to endure like all of like learning how to walk again and like all this stuff like man so I hadn't been thinking about the dream until I like was coming around the corner and realized this painting was there and I was like oh my gosh those were freaking halos like that was not I don't know if it was a dream I think it was spiritual yeah you think you died I think I died and I feel like if Matt went and like yelled at me and been like wake up, wake up. Like he was shaking like my torso through the window, like trying to like get me to come back, you know? And my little girl, she said she thought I died too. Like she'd been trying to wake me up. And um, like, I feel like if they would have just like not woke me up, I would have just gone off. Like, you know, like I really do. Like, and I feel like whoever was talking, they were talking about what, what was going to happen. Like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, is she going to stay or is she going to go? Like, what are we going to do? But um, I feel like there's so many more things that I had to do. That's yeah. how I came back. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that definitely. Was, so, I mean, I don't know what you mean. But you know died. what I mean. Yeah. But, mean. but it was definitely like oh my gosh. one of those moments where I like, I really wish I could still remember the other part um, because it was so important to me. It was like my only thought coming awake. But I like... It was like completely retracted from me. Really? Yeah. That's and all I remember is this one moment right before it ended where I was like, t- these people were talking about me. <laughs> I was like, peaceful, like so peaceful. Like and I completely... could not believe I was trapped in a car. Like I literally was like, woke up and I was like, what? When it ended up being like a drunk driver, ran a red light, hit me, ran out of his car, like left his car in the <laughs> in the street and took off like I had to go find him and hunt him down but like just like you know like what are the chances and you know and what is like what was all of that wow so So do you feel where do you think you where do you think you were I don't 
I don't know because it was so dark like and I couldn't make out anybody like but I knew they knew me like I knew it was about me and maybe like I've had a friend who does he's like an atheist and he's like you know they say like I told him all about this and he's like you know they say like you have like these euphoric energy like it could just be euphoric feelings like people it's like your brain gets like this dose of euphoric energy as you're dying right oh yeah the but I'm like, there's no way. You weren't there. Like, and why would that make sense to like halos? And I definitely believe it's God, you know? And yeah. then God was like, nope. Time to go back. Rachel has much more to do here. Man. And I will tell you, like, I used to be more afraid of it all. And I'd be like, what's it like when you die? Like, where do you go? Like, are you instantly there? Or do you float there? Or do you have to like feel yourself float there? Or do you just wake up there? And I definitely believe you just wake up there. Like, you're there. And I used to be afraid for people that died in car accidents. But now I'm like, well, it's actually my preferred. Like, if you're going to just don't wake up. Like, because the worst <laughs> part was wait, definitely waking up. Like, I was like, oh. It was terrible waking up, like, and not being able to move and walk and be scared. and Sure. But then I would, I mean, of course I want to wake up because I have a little girl yeah. that needs me. But, like, you know what I'm saying? But if you're right. going to die some way, there, it was so quick. Like, you know, I didn't even know what happened to me. I didn't Man. even know what, I didn't even know, because there's these, the, the intersection we're talking about, if you lived in Huntington, you would understand, like, these neighborhoods are, are encased in brick walls. So you're literally, like, driving through an intersection you would not be able to see a car is coming until they're in the intersection like it took me forever to drive through and like even now still when I have to drive through there like I will like inch out to see if someone's coming because you can't see like there's a wall like on there's four neighborhood walls like I remember being in the car and people were crawling over the walls because my car hit like a pole that was next to a wall that's like covering a neighborhood so it's like people were like coming over the wall i just remember like laying in my car like there are people like crawling over the wall to like look at me like trapped in this car like yeah my god so that's intense it was very spiritual and it's very like like i'm trying to stay chipper about it but yeah no that's but it was just it's like heavy you know yeah it is really heavy yeah so, yeah, I'm just trying to think of something to ask you. You're like so many questions. There's there's so many questions. So but... very sleepy. <laughs> the worst. Absolutely the worst. I'm not sleepy. <laughs> um Oh boy. So you woke up scared, but you were at peace. Like, I was you, scared that I was going to burn, like that my skin was going to be on, on fire. fire, that I was going to explode, like did you think you were in heaven? I do. You do? Or like a transition. Like you weren't, you couldn't see anything because you I feel you like wherever I go. was, that part that I wanted to remember was heaven. Like that's what I think. And I feel like it was retracted from me because I can't view that. Like honestly, if we want to really think like, what yeah. did I see there? Why can't I remember it? Why was it so important to me to remember it? And why to this day... Is that the part that I remember that there was another part that was way better, but all I can remember is the dark room with the glowy figures to re- know later that it actually mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeez. So. So you think it was heaven that you remember? Yeah. And I feel like some something was showing me something, you know? Yeah. Like 
I can't say who was showing me. I have I don't have a recollection. Yeah. I'll be making stuff up. All I know is the two people were talking about you. I know and there were two people, other people, and like, there was like a group, a, a large group, not like like they were waiting. Yeah, like to see what was going to happen. Like they were watching. Like what's going to happen? Like but they knew me. You know, they all knew you. I felt like they knew me. Wow. That's what it felt like, though. Like to me, it felt like they knew me. Like. Or like, like if I could just see, like I just remember looking, and there was like, and it was like real clear, like cut, like around them, like this, you know, like yeah, like they were like a group. There was no in between slices. It was like a thick group of people. And like, when you said halo, you said it was like all around, like that around the whole body, not just like like how the little circles. No, on it was head. like covered their entire. Like if you see their feet, you see their feet, and you see little tiny glowing dots next to their feet. That's you know, so cool. all the way. It went all the way, not like a head halo. It was yeah, like a, a body, full halo, body halo, like where I could see these two people, like talking like moving and talking and like having a deep conversation like they were talking deeply like what they were saying was mattering I couldn't hear what they were saying but I could see them from the side and they were like talking and then all of a sudden I woke up like and they were facing each other so they were like facing their their faces towards each other and their hands towards each other and they were like you know communicating but like I couldn't hear them and I couldn't hear the crowd like nobody was saying anything like and I was just completely at peace, like waiting, like kind of watching. And then the next thing I knew, I'm in a car that's smoking and I'm trapped and I'm like, I went into like shock. Um, oh, yeah, because you had so much yeah. happen to you. So you think it was Matt and Shekinah that woke you up? Like, would you have come back on your own? I don't know. Like, I was so peaceful. Like, Did you have like any recollection? Like, I, I should like, go home. I wasn't like, I need to go like, home. Like, I'm just, Mm-mm. here I go. mm like, I didn't even know I was gone. Like, honestly. Wow. Like, I so was in shock to be that I was, like, actually gone. Like, I'm sure if you had left me there long enough, I'd been like, where's my kid? Like, yeah, yeah, since yeah. Was, she was, like, the first thing I worried about the moment I woke up. I was like, where is she? Like, you know, where is she at? Because I know she was in the car with me. And if I'm pinned in, and I couldn't turn around or anything. Right, like, so you my door where was, she was. He hit me. The There was a, a guy that came out that had been doing... Uh, I don't know what they're, I'm trying to remember what they're called, but they assess accidents, you know, yeah. the, what are they called? The adjuster, adjuster, a claims adjuster. Right. And he said when he saw the accident that in 25 years of doing claims adjusting, he hadn't seen a car impacted with that impact zone, like in touch that way where a person was alive. And so he was like completely... Like, and he, and then my doctor told me, he was like, and my doctor's not emotional. My, my spine fusion doctor, I went in to make sure my fusion was intact. And yeah. he was like, <clears throat> he's like, it's scientific, you should not be here. And he's like, I believe because every, all my bones broke around it, like my sacrum, yeah. my tailbone, like everything, my, all my ribs on the side, the, my left side, uh, everything like was broken, but my fusion is all metal. So I think, you know. That had a part to play because if that if your spine is broken too with all of that like you're definitely a goner, you know. And so so that metal kind of yeah like was like a base. He he like took a little credit for it. He's like you know this fusion saved your life. <laughs> you're like, I'm like oh, I, I don't it. know, did it or did the men in the black room? No, I didn't. <laughs> or was it Matt like yelling through the window? Oh man, he brought you back. But I'm so glad I came back because my little girl, she told me she was like, 
sitting on the side of the road just saying, if my mom doesn't wake up, I'm jumping into the road. Yeah. That's what she was Because we're very close. We're best friends. And she thought I was dead. And she was just like, nope, this is not, I'm not staying here without her, you know. And so I'm just really glad that I was like, like back awake, you know. Dang. So do you think, um, if you thought that was like a part, like a transition part, do you think those were angels? Or do you think they were people you knew? Have I you ever like thought they were like in charge? I felt like the two people were in charge. Yeah. The two people I couldn't see, they were definitely in charge. Like yeah. whatever I, was happening, I felt like they're in charge. Like they're hmm. the people who are determining the next move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I felt like the people over there, like they know me, they're already dead. So I was like, maybe that's my friend Michael, you know, who is a very close friend of mine and died of an enlarged heart or like my grandpa like i don't know my grandmother you know your family my family people you knew people that i know that have died wow so what's life i mean it's been six years now what's life been like beyond that so i mean it's how do you view things it i mean it's painful but like i feel like when you live through something like that you like when you that's the that's where like this stuff is all trivial like we're in 2020 and there's a pandemic and we could die at any moment and like you know all this stuff always you can yeah. always die at any moment sure like, you can like it you never know like you never know i could leave here and get hit by you know what i mean like right you not like it's all i've learned to value things i used to not value you know i've learned to value people and i've learned to value good days like i've learned to value the my feet work like they told me that i would walk definitely with a limp and if you look at me you would never know i was hit by a car like you would never know that i walked through that um um but i also have like existing conditions that have taken over you know since that accident happened like crips crps it's complex regional pain syndrome it's like a nerve disorder that i get like and it's been like slowly attacking my all my organs it's like this long thing and it's all with like the impact it all started with the impact zone where this guy hit me so sure when i'm having a good day I've just learned like this is a good day and to take advantage of it and that I'm alive right now and that I get to see my friend Raphael and be on his podcast or like I get to come and help, you know, I'm in Rockford for my family and I get to come and be part of that because I'm alive right now and that that's what I want to do with my life. Like I want to be in the present and help people while I'm there in the room with them or you know, be exist, like don't lay on the couch and stare at a TV and get right. sucked into politics and the news and the fear, like be alive, like you're alive, like don't die. Don't, don't be a zombie, like a walking zombie, like sucked into hate and like, you know, like be alive, be present, be, be something that matters that's good to the world because there's enough terrible <laughs> and there's some terrible you're not going to get out of, you know? Sure. And I feel like people that haven't been through some terrible stuff, like, relish it up and, like, hold on to all this, like, bitterness and, like, yeah. no, let it go, dude. Walk on. Be thankful that your feet work when you put them on the floor and that you get to kiss the people that you love and hold them or, like, hug them or be with your best friend and, like, laugh or, you know, all those things, you know? Yeah. So. Wow. That's what I, that's what I gather. That's what you gather? And is that spiritual? <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Is that what being spiritual is? Yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, like loving, being, and existing, you know, right yeah. now, here. No, that's that's the secret to life. Because I feel like, you know, social, like the social element and the social 
climate is all drawn into a fake place where like no people are like it's just our words like floating around fighting yeah we're like not even in each other's realms anymore like we're just no. like like ghosting and like no be here you are here that's fantastic wow i don't even know what to ask you. there's nothing else <laughs> man you just summed it up like <laughs> that's it that is it so that's Ooh. a long spooky story that is jeez that's great i usually ask people what their parting gift like their final thought was but i think you just did it yeah that, that was it like you i don't even know if i have any more to say no yeah i don't think i think that's it Ooh. well thank you so much for sharing that that was incredible that's an incredible story it's pretty it's pretty crazy because it's true yeah and, and you're here and that's and so here. awesome and i shouldn't be here and so i do like you know it's easy because i'm a pre- i'm a human person too so yeah. if i find myself online too much i will get sucked into neg- negativity i have to like leave like yeah you know i have to be like nope like you're alive dude what are you doing like who cares this stuff is so stupid like yeah. you've got an edge who even cares you've like, got an edge that most people don't like it's so dumb like this is not even being alive this is just fighting this is stupid this means nothing wow like today i'm living in a free country i get to go where i want walk on my own two feet i can drive my car that i you know like i get to kiss my baby you know that's what matters that's what matters so that's, that's it yeah well that's it punctuate period period (laughs) that's what matters my feet work they do and that's for real that's so awesome well thank you so much for being on the show absolutely thanks for having me you're you're welcome anytime you want to come back if you want yeah if Uh, anything else spooky happens i'll be here (laughs) you just dropped the mic so i don't know that's it (laughs) thank you rachel Thank you so much to Rachel and Rainwater for being on Maybe It's Spiritual. That was amazing and so fun. Um, if you want to check her uh, band out, it's uh, they have an Instagram. It's at um, his eyes have fangs on Instagram. And uh, she also has her design website is rachelannrainwater.com. If you want to check out her Instagram, which kind of has everything linked in it, it's at Bella Roy, B-E-L-L-A-R-O-I. If you like our content, we are on Instagram as well. Maybe it's spiritual. We have an email if you guys want to send us one of your stories. It's maybe it's spiritual at gmail.com. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, please feel free to leave a comment or a review because we really appreciate that. And we'll see you next time on Maybe It's Spiritual.